It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 29th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMB. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... Defense is not Orlando Magic basketball. We'll talk about some of the specific reasons why the Magic's defense is struggling and what the Magic are hoping they can do about it. We'll talk about that coming up. Plus, Terrence Ross still in the midst of a little bit of a shooting slump. We'll talk about his play of late and how the Magic can get him going too. Plus, the preview of tonight's game against the LA Clippers. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on Locked On Podcast Network. By searching every normal podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown of the LA Clippers after their big win over the Miami Heat? Check out Locked On Clippers. Want to get set for Super Bowl 55? Go check out Locked On Bucks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Be as critical as you want to be about it. Be as, you know, as, as much fun as you want to make of it. The Orlando Magic are built as a defensive team. Every move that Jeff Wellman has made has been about establishing a strong defensive identity. Whether it was drafting Jonathan Isaac or drafting Mobamba or drafting Chumo Kiki for crying out loud, to hiring Steve Clifford, to even the big free agent signing the Magic have had under Jeff Weltman signing Al Farouk Aminu. It all had the idea of improving the Magic's defense. I get that there's a lot of conversation, and it's a good conversation to have, don't get me wrong, I don't need it every single day, but... The conversation around the Magic right now is how does this team get better? How do they improve their offense to take the next step? And those conversations are good. But let's not forget that the main project that Jeff Weltman was hired to do, at least to begin things, was to establish a solid foundation for this team to build on and bring this team back to a level of respectability. The reason why, frankly, tanking is something that is completely out of the question for this team is because it is not part of the team's culture. Rob Hennigan was brought in to tank, and we saw what that did. And so Jeff Waltman came in to Orlando specifically to build a franchise and an organization that had an identity and that did the very basic things well. That's the kind of coach that Steve Clifford is. That's the kind of thing that he brings. The Orlando Magic have built their playoff uh, uh, record or have built their playoff appearances over the last two years on their defense. They finished 8th in defensive rating in the 2019 season. They finished 11th, tied for 10th, in defensive rating in the 2020 season. Steve Clifford has said it seemingly every year. If we're going to be a playoff team, if we're going to have the kind of year that we think we're going, to ha- we need to, we're going to have, we need to be top 10 in defense and top half of the league in offense. 
We're not talking about a team that's winning a championship here. Those teams are top five in both. The goal is simply to be good enough offensively and great on defense. That's how this team's built. Look at the personnel. We're not going to sit here and say that the offense isn't the problem. And some of the defense's problems are, in fact, the offense. We'll get into some of that here in a bit. But what the Magic have done defensively this year is absolutely not how the Magic make the playoffs or become a playoff team. The Orlando Magic are 8-11, same start as last year. But they are 20th in the league in defensive rating, giving up 110.7 points per 100 possessions. Since Markel Fultz's injury on January 6th, so January 7th on, the Magic are 28th in the league with 115.4 points per 100 possessions. To say the least, the Magic are not defending well at all. And it's been a problem even before Fultz, obviously. Um, and it's simply not, you know, if there's reason to doubt the Magic and their record and their playoff standing, it is because the defense hasn't been on point. It hasn't been tied together, and it hasn't gotten the job done. The worst part is the players know this too. Yes, you know, just being, knowing our spots, you know, in our rotations, you know, holding everybody accountable um, for mishaps, you know, drive aways. Um, started with myself, you know. Um, I got to be better on a defense end, you know. Um, I got to bring the energy every night. Um, some nights I, I can't take off no nights, you know, so I don't, I can't, you know, it's not who I am. So I got to be better on that. Um, but it's, you know, it's a team, it's a team sport, you know, it's a team effort on deep end. I just, I feel like we've just been flat, you know, no communication, stuff like that. So once we get back, back, um, just communicating, you know, early being, being there early on the uh, help side, um, just scrambling, moving around and just having that energy. And, uh, and I think we'll get back on the right page. Magic forward James Ennis after practice on Thursday. Steve Clifford's pointed to a few uh, different things for why the Magic have slipped so much defensively. He's pointed to two areas that the Magic have typically been very good at. Transition defense, which was obviously a problem in Wednesday's loss to Sacramento Kings, as well as bas- uh, shots at the rim. And so I, I, lo- I dug a little bit deeper. This year, the Magic, uh, Magic are giving up 13 fast break points per game, which is 18th in the league. Again, not... Terrible, but not good. And certainly not as good as the Magic have been in the past. Last year, the Magic gave up 11.9 fast break points per game. That was fourth in the league. And in 2019, they gave up 12.7 fast break points per game. That was ninth in the league. Now, those raw numbers do not seem very different. And they're not. You know, two points, about a point maybe. Um, But the ranking in the league is what really matters here because essentially... Essentially, uh, it's it's relative to how the rest of the league is playing. If the league is playing faster, if they're playing with more fast break points, obviously having you're, you're going to have a little bit of a higher number, and that might be the case. And certainly, we're looking at the league right now, and it's it's a very strange season in the NBA because of all the pandemic stuff. The bottom line is this: the Magic are not as good compared to the rest of the league on fast break points as they were the last two years. Some of that has to do with some decisions that the Magic have made themselves. The Magic decided that they needed to try and steal some more points. And so they have instructed players to go after the offensive glass a little bit more. That has been somewhat successful. The team is scoring 14.6 second chance points per game. That is sixth in the league. So Orlando is getting those opportunities. But the trade-off is they're not getting back as much. And that's something that Coach Clifford said they focused on a lot in practice on Thursday. 
The other part that matters is uh, points in the paint and, and, and shots at the rim, according to Clifford. The Magic are giving up 48.1 points in the paint this year. That is 22nd in the NBA. Again, the raw numbers don't aren't that different, but the uh, but the ranking in the league is. Last year, they gave up 46.3 points per game, which was ninth in the league, and the year before that, 47.2 points in the paint per game, which was eighth in the league. The Magic again, like on fast break points, have gone from a top 10 defense to a nearly bottom 10 defense, or a bottom 10 defense in this case. Furthermore, this year Orlando is giving up 66% shooting within five feet, the second worst mark in the league, on 29.7 field goal attempts per game, which is about the middle of the pack as far as field goal attempts. Last year, the Magic gave up 61.7% within five feet on 28.8 field goal per attempts per game, which was the fourth fewest in the league. And Orlando gave up 60.6% within five feet in 2019 on 29.8 attempts per game, which was, again, a top 10 number in the league. The Magic gave up fewer points in that range within five feet of the basket the last two years than this year. And again, this year they're giving up, you know, about probably about the same number of attempts that they did the last few years, although it's not the highest amount in the league right now. Um, but they're giving up a higher percentage of those attempts. These differences are not that big, but they have a big impact. You know, you're getting out in transition. Obviously, those are easy points before the defense can get set. And, and I think the, the general consensus among the Magic is if they can get set, they can stop you, or they'll stop you more often than they, they don't. Um, but the, the paint points, that's a much bigger deal because while this only measure, while what I, the, the stats I just cited you only measure uh, points in the paint or, uh, or shots inside the lane, that's not accounting for how many times a player kicks out to the open three-point line because the defense collapses around them. Magic are not doing a good job then of keeping players out of the paint. The confidence, though, comes in that if they can fix these things, they feel they can be where they want to be defensively fairly quickly. No, I mean, I think it's exactly, it's targeting it, but it's much more definitive than the offense, right? So um, if you really look at it, the two biggest differences from, well, I'm, I'm going to get to this. I'll, I'll give you the whole thing. The two biggest differences, if you look, because I know you guys are privy to the numbers, the two biggest differences in our defense from the first two years in this year are points at the rim, where we're 20th. In the first two years, last year we were like seventh. First year, I think we were like eighth. And transition defense where, again, last year we were top five. This year we are like 14th. Those are the two biggest problem areas. And by fixing those two things, we can go from wherever we are right now, 18th to like 10th and like five good games. Now, the other two areas, though, are deflections and steals. And we've been good deflections and steals. And people sometimes say, J.I., he was a part of it. But we were also really good with deflections and steals after J.I. And so, you know, um, that shows ball pressure. It shows hand activity. And it shows basically a commitment to individual and pick-and-roll defense. And that's a big part of all of it. That's a big part of all of it. And that's the part that, frankly... You know, you can't work on as much right now. We did some today. Um, but it is the part that, you know, compared to a normal season where it's hard to make, get the reps that you'd like to get. Certainly missing Jonathan Isaac is a big piece of the puzzle. It would help a lot to have a potential defensive player of the year, Kenny. But it's not everything. The Magic can and did play good defense 
last year without Jonathan Isaac. Now, that didn't last long, and honestly, I would say getting Al Aminu back will have just as much of an impact on the defense as getting Jonathan Isaac back. Honestly, getting Michael Carter-Williams back would too. On the deflections point, um, the way that Steve Clifford tracks deflections is different than the way NBA.com tracks deflections. The Magic are recording 14.1 deflections per game. According to NBA.com, that is the 12th fewest in the league, um, so they're not in the top half, of the, half there. They had the 10th fewest deflections per game with 14.4 last year and the 4th fewest in 2019 with 11.7. So Clifford's tracking it a little bit differently than the metrics that we have available to us. But for its part, the Magic are averaging 7.4 steals per game. They were 8th last year with 8.2 steals per game. So again, a little bit of a discrepancy there. Um, as well, but the Magic's general activity defensively—that's that's the point that he's getting at—is certainly not the same. Um, you know, something that Steve Clifford often says is, um, guys are not getting into the ball; they're not, you know, being physical with the ball handler, or, or they're not being, you know, disruptive to pick and rolls. Um, I would say that one of the bigger issues from Wednesday's game against Sacramento was how easily that a either Darren Fox or whoever was was driving got into the paint, forcing the help from Nikola Vucevic, or just simply how easily like Buddy Heald stepped into jumpers or, or players stepped into jumpers or the way Rashawn Holmes was able to come free down the lane because they couldn't corral the ball handler. That wasn't just a problem in Wednesday's game. That's been a problem throughout the whole season. And I would say the defensive rotations have been a step off throughout the course of the year too, which Clifford rightly notes is probably as much a product of the team's lack of practice as anything else. That's all an excuse though. The Magic can and, and need to get better defensively. Frankly, Orlando's defense just hasn't been good enough to be the team that this group needs to be. And that's going to be something that the Magic are going to have to continue to work on and continue to improve upon as they go through the year. It's got to start Friday against the LA Clippers. We'll talk about the LA Clippers game coming up, but first we'll chat a little bit about Terrence Ross and what he's done this season and why he's kind of in a bit of a slump right now. But before we get to that, the Super Bowl is now just a week away. Next Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. We all are going to be watching the big game, but let's get into the game itself. Not on the field. We're not crazy. But there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust to get you into the game. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the Super Bowl next Sunday or college basketball or the NBA or whatever you're into, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts like me. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Certainly one of the big factors for the Orlando Magic and whether they win or lose games is Terrence Ross. He is simply a humongous threat whenever he's on the floor. Uh, a guy who uh, can get hot in a hurry and shoot you into games. Uh, one of the hallmarks of the 2019 team that made the playoffs was the fact that 
especially down the stretch, Terrence Ross won games for the Orlando Magic. Um, he would score three, he would shoot, make three or four three pointers uh, in the fourth quarter, and the team would have this sudden spark and this energy, and he provides a lot of it. Defenses have really changed the way that they play him because of that, um, and, and they've, they've put a lot more attention on him. No player has probably been affected more by the injury to Markel Fultz than Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is now in a lot of lineups that have the bare bones rotate. You know, the, the injuries that have killed the Magic have hurt the lineups that Terrence Ross is in the most. Terrence Ross is often in the game without a true point guard, with Aaron Gordon running the show. And while Gordon has shown some flashes and has been interesting and, 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 and improving as a point guard, he is not a point guard. And it is very, very clear that he's not a point guard. And the Magic have had to try and make do with what they had. In his first seven games Ross played, which Markel Fultz was healthy, Ross averaged 20.7 points per game on 49.4% from the field and 46.7% from the on the arc. The Magic's offense was in the middle of the pack, starting at the very, very top, but in the middle of the pack at that time because Ross was a huge threat off the bench. Someone the Magic could rely on every single night and someone who was going to put up starter-level numbers, leading the team in scoring very, very often. He made 14 of his 27 shots with the closest defender at least four, uh, at least uh, four feet away. 60% of his shots were considered open in that sense, according to NBA.com. But Markel Fultz's injury has been a true turning point for him. Since Fultz's injury, Ross is averaging 10.9 points per game while shooting 34.9% from the field and just 25.9% from three. Since, Ross, since Fultz's injury, Ross is making only 8 of 25 three-pointers, 32% of the shots that are considered open with the closest defender four or more feet away. And those kind of shots are only 49% of his three-pointers. Quite simply, Ross is not shooting the ball well, and he's not getting quality shots. Defenses deserve a lot of credit for this, and Ross's uh, initial tactic to combat this was to develop a little bit of a floater game Cut his uh, cut his uh, runs a little shallower, so he'd end up shooting at the free throw line or elbow area, or to do dribble pull ups to take a dribble in as the defense charges at him and get to the basket or get a little bit closer to the basket. To say the least, Ross has had mixed success with this. Uh, I think that there's been some good things that have come from this, but obviously his shooting has decreased dramatically. That doesn't mean that he hasn't had big shots. He had the big shot against the Knicks. He had a couple big shots against the Indiana Pacers, had the big shot against the Charlotte Hornets in the loss on Sunday. Ross is still someone that the Magic do rely on heavily late in games. While he is struggling to shoot throughout the game, the Magic know that he will find his way out of it. And that's something that the Magic have admitted they need to do a better job of helping him get out of this shooting slump. The Magic need it, of course. The Magic need him drastically because he is such a key player to this team. He makes that bench work. But since Fultz's injury, and this is more a signal of how depleted that bench unit has been, the offensive rating with Ross on the floor has fallen to 95.3 points per 100 possessions. Only Ken Birch has a worse offensive on-court uh, offensive rating in that time span. To say the least then, again, the Magic need Terrence Ross. The Magic need him to get into a better rhythm. They need him to get better shots. They need to find a way to get him shots. And yeah, they probably need to get him in some lineups that have more offensive weapons to take the pressure off of them. They've tried running Aaron Gordon in some of those lineups. Um, I think they've had Dwayne Bacon in some of those lineups, and Bacon has done a better job offensively, but Bacon is not exactly a passer, as Zach Lowe pointed out uh, last week in one of his columns. 
the Magic have to find a way to get Ross going. It cannot be stated any more simply than that. And right now, Ross just isn't delivering what the Magic need from him. I don't think it's completely his fault. He's a little bit out of rhythm, of course, and, and the fatigue of the season is, de- is definitely getting to him, especially someone who runs around as much as he does. But the Magic have to find a way to get him easier shots and get him going a lot more. And the sooner they do that, the better chance that they will have of winning. We'll talk about the Magic's upcoming game against the LA Clippers on Friday, coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is the end of the week. We're all a little bit tired. We're ready to get ourselves going, get through the end of the week, run through the tape, as they say, by trying Built Bar, the best protein bar on the market. Built Bar is the protein bar, the energy bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, carrot cake, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, or the one I'm trying right now, cookies and cream. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets, many of them under 150 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed right now, hosts Adam Stanko and Noel Kosloff are honoring Kobe Bryant's life and career with a two-part special podcast event. Here's stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Get both parts by subscribing to the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed right after you're done listening to me on this podcast. I promise I won't be long. The Orlando Magic will take on the LA Clippers on Friday at the Amway Center to complete this four-game home scene. Don't worry, they'll be back home next week as the uh, Magic will head to Tampa to take on the Raptors on Sunday and then back home to take on the Raptors and then two games against the Chicago Bulls before they prepare to head out west for their only big road trip of the second quarter of the season. Obviously, big opportunity for the Magic to win here. Both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are in the uh, health and safety protocols. They have not played in the last two games. It does not appear they will play in Friday's game at the time of recording. And so the Magic certainly in a position where maybe, possibly, perhaps, they can eke out a win and sneak uh, past the LA Clippers and get a big one. Um, this is obviously a game that, you know, the Magic have to get right. Um, they they played two mostly solid games against the Charlotte Hornets. They played a really solid game against the Indiana Pacers. Um, they've been trending in the right direction, and all of a sudden that momentum stopped against the Sacramento Kings. And this is the kind of thing that happens to, dare I say, bad teams. Um, you know, they, they show moments of really strong play, and then all of a sudden it just all stops, or they hit a little bit of adversity and... That's it. That's the game. They're done. They're toast. That's not who the Magic want to be, obviously. That's not who the Magic want to... uh, That's not who the Magic feel they should be. Um, And the way that they played Wednesday against Sacramento was just plainly unacceptable. Um, Again, I I said this during the podcast yesterday. 
if the Kings were a better team, the Magic would have lost that game by like 20, 25, 30 points. Um, the fact, uh, no, again, no offense to the Kings. The Magic played good enough to keep it close, but within 15 points. Um, that's, again, just plainly not acceptable. A lot of middle drives, a lot of open three-pointers. It's not a very engaged game. With a day of practice and some time to stew on a poor performance that everyone was very clearly disappointed in themselves for, this is an opportunity to get one back. Um, again, the LA Clippers will not have their two biggest stars, and this team is still a very difficult team to handle. They still know how they want to play. They've got Serge Ibaka, who is very good at defending Nikola Vucevic. Um, they've got enough shooters that you have to stay honest with them. But obviously, it's not the same challenge. Um, you know, Miami Heat raced out to an 18-point lead on them in Thursday's game before the Clippers came back behind uh, six three-point or five three-pointers from Nicholas Batum. I think it was six, actually, uh, from Nicholas Batum, as well as a 10-point fourth quarter from Marky Morris. Um, again, the, the Clippers are still a dangerous team, and the Magic have not been great defending the three-point line. They gave up 17 threes in, or they gave up, uh, what was it, 14 threes, 15 threes in the game against the Kings on Wednesday, seven of them to Buddy Heald. So the Magic are certainly susceptible to a big three-point shooting game. This game's going to really come down to the Magic's one-on-one defense. Without Paul George, without uh, Kawhi Leonard, and even without Patrick Beverly, um, it's, you know, Lou Williams is doing a lot of the creating. Um, you know, the, the, the Clippers are going to focus a lot on ball movement and relying on their defense and pick and rolls to spring guys open and force rotations in the defense. The Magic have to defend the ball better. They have to be better one-on-one defenders. It's been a call throughout the course of the season, and it's going to be a big call in this one. The Clippers are, without those two players, right on the Magic's level. Um, again, this is a team. This is a game that the Magic should feel like they can get. Um, this isn't like playing the, the, the Clippers at full power. If, again, if, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard remain in the health and safety protocols, which it appears they will. Um, this, is a te- this is a game that the Magic should win, especially with the Clippers coming off of a back-to-back. Defend the three-point line, defend the interior, and just move the ball. If the Magic move the ball and, and are successful at getting into the paint and kicking out, they, they can score on this team. Again, the Clippers are not a bad defensive team, nonetheless. They, they, they played very, very hard in Thursday's game against the Heat. They were, they were determined to get that win. And the Magic have to expect that the Clippers will play with a lot of intensity, too. Just like the Kings did on Wednesday, the Clippers are going to try and use their effort to overcome any talent disadvantages they might have. The Magic are good enough to do this, um, again. And, and the Magic have to have the confidence to do it. And frankly, if the Magic want to make up some of the wins that they've lost over the course of the season— this is a game they have to get. They cannot lose these games. They cannot lose these games to teams that are undermanned on their home floor, on a rest advantage day, game, day two. They cannot lose these games. You know, I, 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 I know I keep coming back to this, and it's going to be a debate that is raging throughout the course of the season. After It's been raging since Markel Fultz's injury. This team is not tanking. This team is trying to make the playoffs. We're holding them to a playoff standard. I believe that they can make the playoffs still. Um, whether they will or not is a different story. Whether I actually think they will is another story too. But the goal for this team has not changed. If this team wants to be a playoff team, they got to win games like this. They got to pick up some of these wins that they frankly dropped. They have dropped a lot of games that they cannot get back. This is a game the Magic must win. It's not a must win game in that the season's over if they don't get it. But. These feel like games the Magic have to pick up and the Magic have to win if they're going to accomplish the goals that they have set for themselves. Tip-off is scheduled for 8 o'clock at the Amway Center. Note the special time, um, just so they can get PCR testing in. Um, Tip-off is at 8 p.m. 
We'll have a complete recap of the game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com and talk more about Sunday's game against the Toronto Raptors on Monday's episode of Locked On Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us along live during tomorrow's game or during Friday's game at omagicdaily. That's good too for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rosson Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.